Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Ah, a lot of shit is going to be talked on this episode. So to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Well, before before I start, I'm, we need I need to explain something about what happened last week when we did our WrestleMania live stream. First of all, night one of WrestleMania had a rain delay of about, I don't know how long, almost an hour. But 45 minutes. Yeah. But our live stream only went about 40 minutes because Facebook shut us down. I think the reason we were shut down was because we violated some DMCA uh, rule, which is DMCA is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which pretty much means you can't you can't stream other people's content live somewhere else other than the channel it's 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 on or, or being produced by, uh, and I think. Uh, you know, uh, one of us or uh, maybe a couple of us had our volumes up a little too loud <laughs> last week. <laughs> Even though I had warned 
I had warned them not to have their volumes up so loud. But we were taken down anyway. But that's all right. We're we're uh, hopefully we're gonna try that again in the future, and and we'll we'll try and fix those issues. Now, before I get to our main news topic, because it was a big one, <laughs> I'm gonna just go through a couple non WWE stories just to get us started. It's uh, been announced that uh, the, the title for title main event of next Sunday's Impact Rebellion pay-per-view between Kenny Omega and Rich Swan uh, will be uh, commentated on by Mauro Ronaldo. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that's just a one-off or Impact's bringing him in, bring him in. But, yeah, so... It's a title for title, uh, Rich Swan's Impact title versus uh, Kenny's AEW title, winner take all. Which I don't know. It, it, it's going to be next Sunday night. Uh, I I may order it. I don't know. I've never ordered Impact February before, but we'll see. Now this was the first week, and as we're going to discuss that. Uh, AEW and uh, and NXT didn't go head to head. NXT was on Tuesday night. AEW was on Wednesday. I don't know what the NXT rating was. I didn't hear that, but I do know that AEW had a rating, which uh, they had their second highest rating, which the first was being their debut night in October of 2019. The rating was 1.219 million, which is significantly up about around 400,000 views from last Wednesday. So that's, that's great to hear that, uh, that their numbers are like that when they're not, not going head to head with an NXT. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I don't know what the NXT numbers were, but hopefully they were similar. <clears throat> now, as as we were, I was discussing before we went on air. I didn't get to see NXT this week, uh, even though it was on a different night. Uh, I was gonna Real quick NXT yes. eight hundred five thousand. Okay, uh, probably about a hundred thousand. So. I, more people are still watching AEW, <laughs> but like, like I said, it helped them both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah, I think so. Uh, I was gonna. I'm, I'm trying to adjust my head in the camera here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I had started watching AEW on Thursday night, no, th well, Thursday afternoon, and right in the middle. You know, carrying Cross's uh, promo, I get a text from Freddie saying, "Hey, there's been a lot of release releases, which is going to lead into our next story. You should check it out." So, I turned off NXT, and I just started watching all the different news news coverage to get all the info. So, yeah, uh, on that, for the second year in a row, 
and this is going to be our big first big talking point of the show. On April 15th, last year was on a Wednesday. This year is on Thursday. WWE released a, a mass amount of wrestlers. Not as many as last year, but still very impactful. You know, last year you had names like Eric Rowan and the Good Brothers and uh, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Kurt Angle, Rusev, Aiden English, so on. Okay, here's the list for this year, and I'll, I'll just go down the list, and then we can discuss it. the big name from top top to bottom. Even though, even though they're all equally good, Samoa Joe. Then you have both former members of Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. <laughs> we have Mickey James, Tucker. Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, Kalisto, Chelsea Green. I think that's all of them. I don't think I miss any. But so yeah, let's let's start from the beginning. Samoa Joe. Now we know why he wasn't on commentary on Raw. You know they had shaken up that. The commentary teams on both Raw and SmackDown, and the new commentary team on Raw is some guy named 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 Adnan Berg, Corey Graves, and and Byron Saxon. Uh, we thought at first we thought okay they're gonna put some mojo on commentary on SmackDown. We had this theory that after a couple weeks he was gonna challenge Roman Reigns, so, you know, say that you know. That he's, you know, the, the true Samoan in, in WWE. But no, that wasn't the case. So our, our last image of Samoa Joe was at WrestleMania in a thunderstorm wearing a poncho doing an interview. Okay. Thoughts? So I really, I am really angry. As a whole, not y'all are gonna hear a lot of rage from me today, so I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. on y'all. Just for but, fair warning, fair warning, this is gonna be a very sweary podcast. Oh, it's gonna be very fucking sweary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously the biggest name on that list is Samojo, like Johnny said. He was always presented, at least before he got on the commentary team, even while he was on commentary team. He was always presented as a badass, no-take-shit motherfucker. I mean, we were at Great Balls of Fire, Johnny and I, yes. when he faced Brock Lesnar. Yes, we were ninth, ninth row, and he was in the main event. Against Brock Lesnar for Universal Title, and it was, it was kind of a squash match, really. It didn't last as long as we thought it would. Uh, you know, I think Samojo could should have won the title here, but they did. They, you know, they didn't give it to him. Yeah, and that's exactly why I bring this moment up, because as soon as Samojo was released, a lot of the things I was hearing is. Well, I mean, just look at how they treated him at Grey Balls of Fire. 
They just fed him to Brock Lesnar. Didn't even stand a chance when they made him seem like he was a badass. And we know he truly is a fucking badass. So, yeah, I really, really hate that they released him because out of the talent that was released, obviously he's the one who's the most gifted. Had a big name before he even came into WWE. So, yeah. for him to have this sort of a run and to be treated this way and to be sent out with the last image of him stuck out in a rainstorm slash thunderstorm for your WrestleMania pay-per-view in a poncho next to Michael Cole. Who would have thought he would have looked like more of a dork than he normally does? Sorry to everybody <laughs> who likes Michael Cole. And even apologies to Michael Cole. But that's the truth. It's not a good look for WWE. Considering everything that has happened. Since WrestleMania. Right. Okay so let's go on down the line. Next the Iconics. Which. It, it, it had been a while since they did anything with Peyton Royce. But. But the the last match she had was against Asuka, for, uh, against the Raw Women's Champion at the time, a and then Bi- yeah, a couple weeks, and then Billy Kay. Billy Kay wrestled at WrestleMania. She was part of that gauntlet match, or the the that yeah the uh, whatever Fatal Five Way, whatever it was tag team tournament. Yes, <laughs> that thing for the for the women's title. She teamed with Carmella. So that's not a thing anymore. Uh, I've heard people say that keep them as a team, but, you know, repackage them. And seeing that Peyton Royce, whose real name is Cassie, uh, she is uh, married to Sean Spears in AEW. So a lot of people are thinking maybe AEW, not only for them, but also for Samoa Joe as well. I've heard a lot of people saying that they would love to see Samoa Joe versus Kenny Omega, which would be would be an awesome match. Yeah, it would be. And I'll get my thoughts in there on this in a second. Before I give my thoughts, I want to go to Andrew and see what he thinks of both Iconics being released. Well, I know you're happy. <laughs> Partially. We'll get to that in a second. Partially <laughs> happy. Well, as far as Samoa Joe goes, I bet serious they wanted him to do commentary full time, and he told him, "No, I want to make a comeback as a wrestler." And that's then they decided. He decided. To, they probably decided, you know, best if you just go somewhere else to wrestle because we want you for commentary. But but then I've also heard that. That the WWE doctors still weren't weren't clearing him to wrestle yet, so he was right. probably thinking, "Well, you know, Maybe I'm just gonna, company will. yeah, need to go to a different company." Yeah. So, and as far as, as the iconics, as... Billy Kay was comedy relief, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Just, they never should have broke him up. No. But Peyton did put on a good match last time she wrestled against Oscar, but they just didn't have anything for her, I guess. 
Yeah. Okay. So my my thoughts on the iconics being released. I know I gave Billy a lot of shit for her character because that character was not for me. But iconics as a duo, they're not that bad. If if you let them run their moves and do their characters the way they want to, which I'm pretty sure would have been a lot different than the characters they were actually doing. I could see it work. A lot more serious iconics, it could work. They're probably going to be picked up as a duo because if they're not picked up as a duo, Peyton Royce is definitely getting picked up by someone, AEW, because of the connections there. Yeah, I I would I would say Billy Kay could do an indie run, but she would probably be the one who suffers out of both of them because I just don't think people could take her seriously because of the character she had, even though Peyton was a bit joke joke filled at times as well. She was the more serious of the two. So I think that's that's how that would go. And I would feel bad because obviously wrestling is one of her passions or else she wouldn't be doing this. So in a way, I would feel bad. But just bring her back in a more serious way. Even though a lot of people did love the comedic side of her, just don't do it as much as you were doing it in WWE. And and really, uh, I mean, it it, it is a, a shame because I can remember when they first came on the main roster, they were showing the video of when when uh, Stephanie would tell them that they were they were leaving NXT, go to the main roster, and just you know the the tears of joy and the excitement on their faces, you know, finally getting this opportunity, and and here we are, maybe three years later. They're out of jobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad. But there is there is a positive outlook on this, which we'll get into yeah. here in a bit after Johnny keeps on going through the list and his thoughts. All right. So here's a, the, the next one that has a, a connection with the company, Mickey James. And the connection is that her husband is the NWA champion, Nick Aldis. Hmm. And uh, I know they've been trying to bolster their women's division. You know, they got, they have Serena Deeb as their, their champion. Thunder Rosa also still works with them as well. So um, she could be a, a, a great uh, addition to that. Plus, you, you got to think that, uh, you know, if she does go to NWA, we may eventually see her in AEW anyway because they, they have that partnership. Yeah, that partnership is a good thing right now, definitely for everything that's going on. So, <clears throat> hell yeah, I think that would be one way of making it work out. I could see her going to one or the other because either way, they're going to end up working with both companies. And the uh, what you were saying, Drew, about how 
they probably wanted Samoa Joe to be a commentator. They wanted Mickey James to be a commentator full time. Yeah, she she was on the Peacock standing the little yes. pre show. Right. Doing commentary with a uh, Big Joseph for the pre show. Yeah. Yeah, but, but she didn't want to do that. She still wants to wrestle. Yeah. So since, okay. Yeah. Since we brought up Mickey James. I'm going to go ahead and say my thoughts on her before I hand it over to you two to give your thoughts on her. Here's my thoughts on Mickey James. At least she has already been in the business a while. She had a great run with WWE before she was released and brought back. Yeah. So I know what she, why she was brought back. She was brought back to help these women that are on the main roster now to have matches against them, help them look good. And I, I would say she did that. So, yeah, I, I don't feel as bad for me because she's she's a really big name, and if she still wants to go, someone's going to pick her up. Because who wouldn't want to pick up Mickey James? At that? So... I, I think she's going to be well off coming out of this. I I agree with that. Yeah. And she, in in that sense, she would also work work out in in AEW because they do have a lot of young uh, uh, women wrestlers that are, are just starting. Yeah. So she could I, be like I think like AEW's a, a good landing spot for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could be like a Serena Deeb type of wrestler. That she, yeah, right. Because, you know, Serena Deeb was a NXT trainer before she went to NWA or AEW. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next, uh, this one is probably uh, probably already has her mindset where she's going to go next, and that's Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. And now her husband, of course, her husband's Matt Cardona, used to be Zach Ryder, who was released last year, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and the same. <laughs> yeah, the same day. <laughs> uh, but he's an impact, and she's already teased uh, going back to her, her old character, which is uh, Laurel Van Ness in Impact. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, and I know. Uh, you know, impact. They just lost uh, Ty Valkyrie, so they could they could probably use a use a, a, a another woman on their roster to mm-hmm. feud with uh, Deanna Bravo. Yeah, that that's the good thing about her is we know where her husband <laughs> is, and there's always that safe spot for her to go back to her old character which a lot of people really liked. So she's just one of the other ones I'm not too worried about because even though the money might not be the same, it's still going to be decent money and you're going to be doing what you love just like that. So not so worried about her. All right. Next one is uh, Kalista, which this will, this came to as a surprise. I mean, I know they hadn't really used him in, in like 
ever since he broke up with the, the Lucha House Party. Uh, but I mean, he's a he's a great uh, you know a, a luchador wrestler. I know before he came to WWE, he was in AAA, and he even had the distinction of he was uh, he he was given the, the name of Octagon Junior, which is really a prestigious. It's like it's it it's like Pentagon Junior. Uh, yeah, obviously it's, it's a shape. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, no, it, it it does have a prestigious history. And since he left AAA, there have been a couple of other other Octagon Juniors. So you know, people were saying, well, maybe he's going to go back to AAA or again. And I, I know I hate to bring keep bringing this up. I'm an AEW Mark, but mm. I could see him going to AEW and. Teaming up with with the Lucha Bros and and uh, Laredo Kid. I mean, not not to group all the luchadors together, but I mean, hey, that's uh, I, I've I've heard this past week, you know, and and it's true that uh, American wrestling companies they don't know how to how to, to properly present their their uh, Mexican lucha wrestlers. So you yeah. know, hopefully, hopefully he finds a, a a place where he can he'll fit in, and I'm sure he'll fit in anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he he's one of those uh, getting where you fit in type of situations. So yeah, I I see him going one of two places, either AEW to fit in with the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, or my. First thought was always AAA. I think he would have a better showing in AAA, but yeah. if you want to keep it mainstream with him, AEW is the way. But and again, way, again, be safe. again, AAA is one of those companies that partner with AEW, so you know you may eventually see him anyway. So yeah. Uh, next one is Wesley Blake. Uh, Wesley Blake was, you know, obviously used to be in Forgotten Sons with Steve Cutler and Jackson Riker. They released Steve Cutler earlier this year after he attended that New Year's Eve party. Uh, but he's now in Impact. Uh, he goes under a different name now, but it's still Steven. Uh <clears throat> And it's I and I'm gonna get political here for a second. It's it's ironic that uh, no, it's not ironic. I, it's typical that a company run by uh, by Republicans would uh, would keep the one member of a three man faction that is was the the uh, racist Trump supporting anti masker Jackson Riker. He's the only one left. From the Forgotten Sons that's still in WWE. Yeah, I don't even want to touch that subject. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite ironic that he's the only one left out of the three when he's the one that caught the caught the most controversy. So right. I don't right. know and, what else yeah. can be said there. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I, I really didn't care for the Forgotten Sons, to be honest. And, and their name fit them because he was. They were just forgotten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, next is um, Mojo Raleigh, which Mojo actually his name actually came out a couple, a couple hours after the other names did. And uh, uh, I, I don't know where he's at with you know. It, how his his body feels, but um, you know, if he doesn't want to go back to wrestling, I could see him going back to NFL. I mean, yeah, you know, he is friends with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I mean, if a, if an opportunity presents itself, I could see that happening, but I would think he'd like to stay in wrestling if he could. I yeah. just don't see where he could go. I don't think that's that big of an yeah. interest in him. No, because WWE never really made him uh, like a household name as far as wrestling goes. They they didn't present him enough. Yeah, yeah, they really didn't. So, I I think he's one of the ones that's going to suffer the most from this. Okay, and, uh, and I think this is the final one. Bo Dallas. Now, yeah. l- last year, his his father, and obviously his Bray Wyatt's brother, uh, uh, Mike Rotunda, he was released last year. And now, you, now you're releasing Bray's brother. So now Bray's all... All alone in the company. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, Bo Dallas may be done with wrestling. He's been because oh okay, the last time we saw Bo Dallas in a televised match was in a, a battle royal at Crown Jewel 2019. That's a year and a half ago. So I I, I think he's been looking into and getting into real estate you know I, I i think he's seen this coming for a while and uh, honestly you know I, I i i'm not surprised or you know I, I was surprised they didn't release him last year you know they've had him just backstage for a year and a half not doing anything just pretty much just showing up to the building collecting a paycheck i mean I mean, for us, that's an easy job. I was gonna say, for, for I mean, for us, that would be great. But for someone who you know, who loves, or maybe at one time loved this business, and it now, now maybe maybe he lost interest. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it's one of those CM Punk deals where WWE has ruined ruined their their uh, thoughts on wrestling. Yeah, I think that might be the case here for a couple of these wrestlers. Is that WWE has ruined their love for the business. So it's a a shame that a company so big can make someone feel this way. It just, 
gives us a lot to think about about what we truly think of Vince in these last couple of years he's been running the company. So, yeah, I feel bad for Bo because being Bray's brother and even at the very end where he was teamed up with Curtis Axel after after all the Believe bullshit that got over for a little bit but then fizzled out, he grew his beard out. He looked a little bit more built. Like I was, I could take him seriously if he actually had a great run because of his look. And being Bray's brother, you'd have to think he'd be great on Mike and could probably come up with a better character for himself. So I do feel bad for him for being treated the way he's been treated. Yeah, uh, so the uh, the final note on 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 this was uh, John Laurinaitis, who is the uh, director of talent relations. It was his job to tell the talent that they were being released. The reason he gave them for their releases was budget cuts. <laughs> are, are are you kidding me? I mean, really, this. You just signed a one billion dollar deal with Peacock with NBC Universal, and you you just had your your most profitable year last year in 2020. You know, once you're able to travel again, that Saudi Arabian money is going to come back in. You just had a your first live show in over a year, not just one night, two nights in a row, where people bought tickets and spent money at the, at the stadium. Okay, uh, Freddie and I, I, I've mentioned before, we went, we were at Mania 34 in, in New Orleans. We didn't have floor seats. We had lower level. For a lower level ticket, it was 400 bucks each. And, you know, multiply that, you know, times, you know, thousands. And that company, you probably easily made a million dollars last weekend. Yeah, so, and and you're you're telling me you're cutting the budget, so what Vince can make another hundred million this year? Yeah, when I heard it was because of budget cuts, like how greedy are you that you have to cut these people even though you just signed that deal with Peacock, which gave you a shitload of money. So they're gonna throw these people out just just so you can make a buck. And I know it's more than a buck, but we it's it's just infuriating that this is what one of the companies that I grew up loving and backing for the longest time has come down to, you know? And just to begin wrapping it up for this bit of the show we already said it at least there's options you got AEW you got Impact you got New Japan you got AAA you got plenty of places where you could land so where last year I felt a little bit worse about the cuts 
I still feel bad that they've been let go, but at least there's options of places where they could land. And one of the last things I have to say about it, and I swear this is the last thing I have to say, because this is also infuriating, and I don't know if y'all heard about this, but a lot of the talent that was released were in contact with by Vince and by John Laurinaitis, and they guaranteed them that their jobs were secure. So they were lied to. And this is in recent days that they were told they have nothing to worry about. And then a couple of days later, you get cut. So just think about that. It's it's fucked up, and that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, and ho- hopefully, hopefully this is over. I I did hear that there may be more coming. So, uh, I, I I know last year, a few days after the main roster cuts, they had some NXT cuts as well. This is where where Deanna Perazzo and Ty Conti, you know, found better homes. Uh, so, you know, hopefully NXT will be safe this time around. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's been a couple of days and nobody has been cut from NXT. So I, I think they're safe for now. I think if anything was going to happen, it would have happened by now. So I'm pretty sure Andrew's breathing a sigh of relief because no one from his favorite brand is being let go <laughs> yet. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, definitely a lot I, happening as far as news. I have a different view than y'all though. <laughs> and I know you're going to hate me. But I'm going to relate it to something else we all know. Sports. Okay. NFL. NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. They turn on rosters every year. Every year, the roster is different, and they all have a release date at one time of the year, and they release people, and they sign new people throughout the year. I look at it the same way. It's just, these guys say they're athletes. They're athletes. They're professional well, sports. Yes, but in professional sports, those are called free agents, and 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 not if, always. If not, they also have look, trades. Look, you don't have trades right. in wrestling. I would love to see trades in wrestling. Okay, here's what I'm saying. You have some of these quarterbacks with these big contracts. Before their contract's up and you have to pay them $40 million for their last couple of years of their contract, you release them. And you go to a younger quarterback to save money. It's the same thing. But they're not just not releasing their big players. They're releasing their fringe players. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and what's worse is they're not – they're not bringing anyone else up to take their places. <laughs> yeah, they are. If you look at it, Rhea Ripley just came up. They're looking at all these other people coming up, people coming up from NXT. And NXT's signing people now, like they just signed LA Knight. They signed Frankie Monet, who used to be Ty Valkyrie. <laughs> they're signing I, these new players. and they're, I'm, 
I have a bone to pick for that later, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, I do too, but that's not the point. I'm just saying they're signing new people and they're letting people they don't use go. Yes. Don't like like you said, the only two that surprised two or three that surprised me was the iconics and Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe is just there Sunday. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday. So is Billy Kay. Billy Kay was there Saturday. And Peyton Royce had a match two weeks ago. But other than that, the rest of them you hadn't seen in almost a year or longer. So Yeah. I just think it's turnover of turnover of the roster like you get with all these all your other professional teams out there. Like the Cowboys, the Rangers, yeah. whatever. They turn over their roster every year. It's never the same team two years in a row. Basketball, not so much, since there's only five players on the team and if you get the right five, you can keep them forever. Yeah, that's the way I'm. Yeah, man. It. And it looks like April fifteenth is going to be the start of their release date. <laughs> Every yeah, day. I, I, I guess probably so. For, probably for tax reasons, because that's tax day. <laughs> Maybe not this year, though. <laughs> well, not this year not or this last year, year, but normally it's tax day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why they started in April. That's just yeah. why I looked at it. Yeah, but, but, but uh, the but way see, I see it, yeah. They have, like I said, plenty of places where they could land. So, like I said, they have the potential of going to many different places. So it's it's not it's not as bad as it was last year. So yeah, I and, think, and uh, and also you know they tease they for two years in a row now they've teased these mass releases in march last yeah. march they let go of the revival which eventually became ftr which in aw which i can't even remember what the revivals what their names were in wwe <laughs> uh, this year scott you dawson had and, yeah and scott dawson and something <laughs> See, <laughs> and th and this year in March they released Andrade. Yeah, and the one person we're expecting them to release, they still haven't released. Fuck Velveteen Dream. Oh yes, yes, Velveteen Dream and Jackson <laughs> Riker are still on the run. I was thinking about Thea's husband. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, breaking news. We we Break. can save that. <laughs> you want to talk about that later? Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll tease. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for later. All right. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move away from this because we <laughs> could go on all day about it. So from one infuriating topic to another, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get Johnny's thoughts and then Andrew's thoughts on WrestleMania Night One. Uh, well, I actually thought WrestleMania Night One was better than Night Two. There was some, there was some good matches on there. Uh, you had uh, the Cesaro uh, Seth Rollins match was really good. Oh, by the way, that, uh, did you see the the swing that Cesaro did with no hands? 
Yeah, they only showed that on SmackDown like six like, times last night. Yes. I heard about that. <laughs> I didn't watch SmackDown, but I heard about it. Anyway, you all said, you know, I know this is going to trigger Freddie. Hmm. Bad Bad Bunny actually had uh, didn't have a, 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 a too bad of a showing in his match, his tag match with Damien. Damien. Nah. So maybe uh, okay. Uh, you know what? He left because I mentioned Bad Bunny. That's why. <laughs> I'm going to get back, and I'm going to trigger him about Bad Bunny. <laughs> well, well, you know what? L let me just move on. I'll save that then. Uh, so night night one, you you also had the the Drew and Bobby Lashley match with that was it was a su surprise that they let Bobby win. I, I thought they would have let Drew beat him, but they decided not to. You had the uh, tag team turmoil match, uh, like we had mentioned uh, earlier. And uh, we had we had another uh, a slip on the way to the ring <laughs> this mm -hmm. year. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Mandy Rose she she slipped. Uh, it it had been raining in, in Tampa at, at, uh, all day, and and I, I guess uh, it was it's an outdoor stadium, so I guess the, the ground was still a little wet, and she slipped and fell and became a became a, a new uh, meme on on, on WWE. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, it was Natalia and Tamina that won that match. And I think he's coming back. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so... You, I, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I, I, I think you started to walk off when I started talking about it. Oh, I was listening, bro. <laughs> I might have walked off, but I kept my head in. Okay, well then, here we go. <laughs> Again, not to trigger you, but um, Bad Bunny's match uh, with him and Damian Priest against Miz and Marzen, not too bad. Uh, bad Bunny started off the match. He probably wrestled about ninety-eight percent of that match for his team. Uh, yeah, which is which is different from you know celebrities who get involved in matches. You know, usually it's their their tag partner, the actual wrestler that that does uh, the most uh, the job, but. Yeah, he 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 learned some some pretty good moves in, in his his time in the at the PC, and he got the pin on on Miss at the end. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, but um, well, I'm not gonna say this. I'm not gonna say <laughs> we. I have two questions though. One, the truck yeah. that came in was. Is it the same one Becky drove up in last year? <laughs> it looked it looked like it. I it, it I think it's just I think it's probably just one of their equipment trucks. <laughs> probably. And my second question is: since they had the Hall of Fame this week, yeah, just make when Bad Bunny actually won his match. Does it make him a future celebrity Hall of Famer in WWE? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Come on, he had to do more than 
William Shatner did of Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Here we go. Okay. Ooh, motherfucker. Oh. I tried to hold it in as much as I could. You son of a bitch. How dare you? Fucking put bad boys in the same sentence as Ozzy motherfucking Osborne. How? <laughs> okay. I know I said I would give Bad Bunny credit if he had a good match. So, don't fuck this up because this is, he did okay for only being in the performance center a couple of months and to come out and take 90% of the match and have a decent match against Miz and Morrison. Cool, you came out. You did your thing. Fucking whatever. You're still not a wrestler, bitch. You don't belong in the same sentence as Ozzy Osbourne or as Damian Priest, even Miz and Morrison. You don't belong in this fucking conversation, you asshole. <coughs> you have really done it. You know what? I'm glad little chimpanzee-looking ass is back on tour so you can stay away from fucking WWE and actually give that chance to someone that deserves it. You motherfucker. Yes, you fucker bad boy. You, you son of a bitch. Okay? This so I guess was this supposed... out next February. We have to Dallas. This was... Don't <laughs> fucking interrupt me again. I'm on a fucking roll here. <laughs> this was supposed to be the start of Damian Priest's push. So he wins because you beat The Miz at WrestleMania. And then he goes out on the day and it's a squash match. He gets beat just like that. So pretty much killing any momentum Damian Priest had in a weekend. Not only was there not much momentum there to begin with, you killed Damian Priest. For what? For some little piece of shit rapper that you can't understand one fucking word that comes out of his mouth. And this coming from a Hispanic to another Hispanic who you think I would be on his side because we're both Hispanic. Fuck you, pendejo. You don't deserve to be in this fucking company. I'm glad you're gone. Go suck a dick so you can mumble more rap words out, you piece of shit. Okay. God fucking damn it, I swear. <laughs> and that is why he's I am triggered. This, I am glad this piece of shit is on. I have not been like this for a while. He he is he is so popular that when the tickets to his concert went on sale on Friday, the Ticketmaster website was crashing because there was so many people buying tickets. 
first concert tour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now will all those mocha... Just let you know. (laughs) You know what? To all these fuckers that bought tickets to go see Bad Bunny, I hope you choke on your tie pod, motherfuckers. Because y'all are probably the same people that are buying a Bad Bunny ticket. Damn it! How dare y'all do this to me? Okay, all right. <laughs> let's let's move on. What are your other opinion uh, or y'all's opinion on night one? And, you know, not not mentioning that match because we've already covered it. Thank you. <laughs> well, Shane did his normal. Tried to break his body like every year, being thrown yeah. off top of the steel cage. Braun pulling the cage apart to Shane. Uh, that I've never seen, I can honestly say I've never seen that where they pulled the cage apart to pull him back in through the cage. <laughs> no, I've never seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was a really thought, good spot. Yeah. I've that, never seen I it just, happen before. So I was happy. I was happy to see Braun get a spot we hadn't seen before. Uh, Shane put up a good fight, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Ah, I wish he would have gotten the win against Lashley so he could mm-hmm. get his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I, I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that. I didn't think night one was too bad of a night, bad bunny considered, as you just heard how I felt about that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Bianca Belair putting up a great match against Sasha Banks. History being made in the main event of night one. Yeah, it, it wasn't that bad of a night. I enjoyed a lot of the action for the most part, so... I can't yeah. be too mad at night one. I thought night one was better because I went six and one. <laughs> yeah. Night two, on the other hand, is a different story altogether. <laughs> All right. Well, seeing as we've gotten our thoughts in there on night one, I'm going to go ahead and see what Johnny thought about the shit show that was night two. <laughs> Uh well night two I I was actually I was actually five and two <laughs> I, <laughs> I I I at, at one I was perfect up until uh, uh Apollo beat uh beat Biggie for the IC title with some help from from Yabba Dabba Kato uh, who by the way is called what what's his name now General Commander Aziz or Aziz. Commander Aziz yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> that I, I mean, some of the matches were pretty good. I, I think uh, Oscar and Rhea had a good match for the Raw Women's title. The one really good match was the Triple Threat main event. Uh, but I, I do have a complaint about it. And it's not that Roman Reigns won. 
but it's just that Roman Reigns won the exact same way. He's been winning all his matches. He gets help from fucking Jey Uso. I, I mean, you know, they're trying to build Roman Reigns up as this, this, uh, you know, holier than than thou character that carries everyone on, on his back, and you know, he's the reason everyone has jobs. And it, but you know, when it comes down down to it, he always needs help winning. I mean, what kind of man are you, Roman Reigns? <laughs> You're not. Um, I, I, you know, I would have loved to have seen Edge or Daniel Bryan win that match. The spot I, I, that I, I, I loved was um, when when they were all doing the submissions on each other. When uh, <clears throat> when uh, Edge had the cross face on Roman, and then and then Daniel had got the yes lock on Edge. You know, and that was a moment that you were thinking. Oh, Who's gonna have first? And and apparently that that was uh, Daniel Bryan's idea for to do that spot. Uh, the the match was pretty much they gave all three wrestlers control, uh, creative control, of what they wanted to do in this match along with uh, Michael Hayes, who, pr- who produced it. But that uh, you know you could tell that they got. They got their own input in there because of the how how good of quality the match was. Um, yeah. There was a there was a point when we did see we saw three title changes in a row, and we thought we were going to see a fourth of that main event. But you know, like I said. Uh, you know, Paula beat, beat Biggie, and then uh, Sheamus beat Riddle, and what was the third one? I can't remember. Rhea. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea beat Asuka for the win, win this title. Which we had heard heard a rumor earlier in the week that every title was going to change hands, which would have been a first in in WrestleMania. No. It, and the type, all the titles have never changed hands on at, at, at the same, the same uh, event that they changed. Uh, so apparently, uh, a lot of uh, match results were changed at the last minute, uh, including the Fiend versus Randy Orton, which. Uh, up until a few hours before the show, the Fiend was supposed to win that match. Not only that, but neither the Fiend, Randy Orton, or Alexa Bliss even knew the what the outcome of the match was going to be until until the match started. And I can already tell Freddie's team fuming right now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let him take over. What in the fuck are you thinking? Okay. You burn the fiend alive. So he comes back as as burned fiend and 
you build up this whole moment for WrestleMania where we all assume that Bray Wyatt is going to get the upper hand on Randy, and he's going to he's going to get redemption for what they did to him. He's going to beat Randy's ass for burning him alive. Alexa is going to be by his side because this whole time they've been working off of each other and making each other sound awesome. It's like you don't want to keep your viewers, man. How how are you going to have The Fiend lose after one RKO? I know he was distracted by Alexa, and that's some other shit, because... From what we saw, not to jump ahead, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because Raw was a shit show as well. So they're just not in act anymore. They've been broken up. Alexa's got her own show going on and who knows what's going to happen there. And The Fiend, it's like he wasn't burned anyway. He's just back to his normal self again. I don't understand what's happening. Everything was making so much sense. Things were in a line for everything to look right at WrestleMania between The Fiend and Randy Orton. And you're just going to fuck everything up because you want to change the outcome hours before the show. It, It make The Fiend look like shit. It makes Orton look like shit. Because then he's involved in the main event at Raw for a championship shot. And he just gets beat. So the win over the Fiend doesn't mean shit. It's just all a bunch of bullshit. I don't know what fucking WWE is thinking. I hope Bray asks for his release so he can go somewhere else where he'll be appreciated. And can actually get a good run because... You just killed Dayton. you just killed the fiend Bray Wyatt as much as you just killed Damian Priest. They're both in the same boat. I don't think there's any coming out from this. As great as Bray Wyatt is on the mic, as much as I love the fiend. How do you expect us to be behind someone when you keep on treating them like bullshit? Like they don't even matter when they were the Best thing you had going when you had next to nothing going on. What the fuck do y'all want me to say? I can't back WWE on this. That's why after everything we saw on Raw, not Andrew because he thinks in a different way, so... He can watch if he wants to. Anybody can make that decision for themselves. But yeah, we, after what I saw on Raw, made a decision along with Johnny because he also put it out there on his own Twitter that we are boycotting WWE. We're not watching <laughs> Raw. We're not watching SmackDown. Fuck, I don't even know if I'm going to watch NXT at this point because it's still under the same company as great as that product is. Because as soon as anybody from NXT moves up to the main roster, and this has been proven, they will get no push. They will maybe make like they care about them for all of two to three weeks. 
ends up just being dropped and being chasing after the 24-7 championship. Yeah. Not to mention, your champion there was Bad Fucking Bunny. So what does that say about that shit? Right? Fuck you, WWE. What do you mean they get no push? Coming up from NXT, they get no push. Both the women from NXT are SmackDown are champions. <laughs> well, that's no push. That don't sound like no push to me. <laughs> for how long? Well, uh, well uh, yeah, and I mean, it's it's not like that for everyone. Uh oh. They are Vince's shiny new toys. He cares about them right now, but like I said, give it two or three weeks. Rhea, Bianca, who knows where the fuck they're going to be, how long they're going to hold these championships. I don't think they're going to hold it for long. They don't have a great track record of moving people up from NXT and giving them great pushes. Yeah. Not to mention... Not always. Not always. Uh, Let me give you some examples. Andrade. Angel Garza. Uh, Sanity. Forgotten Sons. The Viking Raiders. Are back. They're back, yes. Which is... Which is the only bright spot I love about Raw, which I'll get to. <laughs> but well, let me yeah give you some examples: Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Rhea, Oscar, okay, Rhea, Bianca, uh, and, the Shield, <laughs> the Shield. One of them. Bailey, okay, Becky, Charlotte, come on. <laughs> that was a different. That was a different time. But, but that's not what you said. You said everybody that comes from NXT fails. No, most of your roster now is made up from NXT people that came up from NXT. Well, that's true. I think the, the only wrestlers the only wrestlers that trying to establish themselves on the main roster. I think the only wrestlers on the entire roster that didn't come from NXT are Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and the Miz and John Morrison. Oh. <laughs> And AJ, and AJ, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. AJ didn't even Shinsuke was in a it was at NXT. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, oh yeah, that's <laughs> not, yeah. It does, I mean it does it doesn't happen for everybody, but it does happen for some people. And from what yeah. I hear, the next one is Roger Strong. Yeah. Probably. He, I just you know, want to we'll see. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to see if you feel the same way when they bring up Adam Cole and they completely fuck his character up. Maybe you don't want to. I want to see if you're gonna be singing the same tune. <laughs> I know there's a couple of people said they will never come up as long as Vince is still there. Yeah. And I think Adam Cole's contract is up next year, so I could see him going with his girlfriend to AEW. Buried. As so, soon so as he comes to the main <laughs> roster. Buried. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like the, the salads I eat at work because 
the fork is the fork is buried in the salad. So it's like <laughs> like it's like Vincent Vincent Man makes the salads at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, but look, man. Before when people when people were brought up from NXT, it meant something. Like you said, Becky, Sasha, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. You, you name them. Yeah, you name them. It made sense back in the day. Because when they were brought up, they were pushed. They were cared about. That's not the case anymore. These last couple of years, whenever someone's been brought up from NXT, they're quickly forgotten about. Keith Lee. Where the yes. fuck is Keith I think it's because he's hurt. I think it's because he's hurt. Well, Keith Lee was, from what I hear, Keith Lee was on the WWE watch-along for WrestleMania. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Keith Lee was supposed to win, win the, uh, US the U.S. title back at, uh, back at Fastlane or whenever that was. Um but yeah, he got injured. And, and it was supposed to be Keith Lee versus Sheamus at WrestleMania. Well, and Keith, 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 Keith Lee was going to retain. Yeah. I, I know what you're trying to say. I get the point <laughs> that you're trying to put across, but it, it just won't work, man. Okay. I'm just saying you it's said not, everybody and not everybody fell. Everybody <laughs> in recent history. So Yeah. You can't compare the call-ups that have happened in the last two years to the ones that happened six, seven, eight years ago. Okay, look at Alistair Black. We haven't seen him for months. Sure, there's the reports of we're going to get vignettes for him soon of a new character somewhat based on his childhood and how that went. So, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get Alistair back. Cool. Uh, For how long, though? Yeah, because the whole childhood thing, isn't that how they were portraying Lars Sullivan before we, we, we last saw him? Yeah, okay. but that's because he decided to be a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> yeah, that's a totally different oh. issue altogether. Okay. Yeah. What about the profits? Yeah. We're still pushing the street profits. The street can... profits, they're they're a lot different from when they were in NXT. NXT, they were they were a serious team. When they came to the main roster, that they, they turned them into a comedy act. But they still had the title for almost a year. Yeah, but that's because they had no tag teams. Well, they never besides, had besides the New Day. Didn't they fight in a dumpster? Yes, they fought in the dumpster. Oh yes, and they fought ninjas. And they fought ninjas. And what about Omos? Yes. <laughs> anyway, it just what are we ready for? Raw. <laughs> We ready to move to Raw now? Yeah, this I I think we are. (laughs) So, again, here we go again. I'm just going to go through this 
is going to be a little bit different than how we normally do it after we do our reactions to Raw. So, Johnny, what was your moment for Raw, good or bad, which, let's face it, it'll probably be bad? Oh, it it, it was bad. Uh, like I was saying, uh, the bright spot, which was unexpected, was seeing the return of the Viking Raiders, both uh, I, Ivar and and, uh, and Eric, which we we saw Eric last week uh, when they did the Andre Battle Royal, but you know we weren't ex- expecting expecting this. I wasn't expecting uh, to see Ivar for another another few months. Uh, it's only been seven months since he was injured, so he's had a, and they were, you know, they said up to a year. So, uh, yeah, they they, they fought the. Uh, they fought Cedric and and Shelton. Uh, and when they, it's been so long since they came out of the scene when they when they first the lights first went out and the music started playing, I was confused for a second. I I, I almost thought it was gonna be Alistair Black coming out, <laughs> <laughs> but but then I remembered. Oh wait, no, that's the Viking Raiders music. Okay, and 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 they had a they had a pretty decent match and they got the win. So yeah, that was. That was the only good moment on the show. You had um, for the Raw after Mania. This it was terrible. It, it, you didn't have any unique debuting stars. Uh, you know, uh, there was a same with Miss TV where Maurice was out too. They were they were uh, you know talking about the new season of Miss and Misses and you know. Damien Priest came out to confront them, and and the Miz started talking about how oh, how how great Bad Bunny was, you know, and, and not mentioning anything about Damien Priest, and you know uh, they were trying to decide who's gonna who was gonna re- wrestle Damien Priest, and Maurice had the idea, well, why don't y'all just do a handicap match? So they did, and Miz with his pants down. Pinned, pinned Damien Priest. So you're telling me that <clears throat> now that now that the star is gone, here you go. You're gonna bury another NXT talent. This guy on the, on the uh, not yet. He's on his way. It wasn't a plane victory. On, <laughs> no. On the indie circuit, this guy was called Punishment Martinez. All right, they come. He comes to WWE. They change his name. He he had a, a good run in in uh, NXT. He was the, the the North American champ at one point. <clears throat> Bring him to the, up to the main roster. They stick him with Bad Bunny. He hardly got to wrestle in that match at Mania. Then the night after. Then you just have them loose. All right, that's the, that's strike one. Next, you start your show off by having 
Bobby Lashley, who just won the title, at, at coming out of the the car, he for some reason just fist bumped uh, Umberto Carrillo and and Grand Metal League, which talk about people they don't use. And and then Riddle comes up to him and challenges him. So you think, all right, okay, Riddle just lost the U.S. title, so now they're gonna bump him up to the main event. No. He he wrestles. Um, he challenges Lashley to a match for the for the title, which that opened the show. And and Bobby took or and Riddle took like ninety eight percent of the uh, of that match. You know, it's pretty much a squash match, really. Then the part when I started falling asleep was when Charlotte Flair came out. I really I did start dozing off. She came in. Did a promo about how how she she missed WrestleMania and and you know how the the women in that back were probably happy that that she wasn't there that they were going to get opportunities. She ran down the list of people on the roster that 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 who you know who who she's better than. She ended up on Alexa Bliss, so maybe there's your hint for your next Charlotte feud right there. Uh, but yeah, it, it it wasn't good. Uh, I I didn't, and and then and then they did they did that backwards because after Charlotte came out, then you had the Rhea Oscar rematch, and it ended because Charlotte came back out and caused a DQ. The better way to do that is to have that match, and then you have Charlotte come out. You know, out of nowhere, cause a DQ and then cut the promo. In 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 that order, you know. Uh, then you had <clears throat> you had a, a triple threat match at the end of the show to see who's gonna face Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash, which is the name of the next pay per view. And it's between Braun Strowman, Randy Orton, and Drew. And they just have have Drew win again, which is cool. But, I mean, I, I guess I know why it's called WrestleMania Backlash. Because it seems like we're going to get every match uh, at that night. It's going to be the same match that we saw at WrestleMania. So, oh. What else? What else is bad about the show? <laughs> I mean, uh, I well, you covered the whole show. The whole <laughs> I think I did. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I went on a rant there. It's it's, <laughs> it's you fine. Did, Can... You miss Nia stumbling down to the ring and her slipping oh, into the ring. That's another thing. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're challenging for the for the women's tag titles, you know Dana and and uh, Mandy Rose, and out of sudden, out of nowhere, you just did just decide you're just going to leave the match and purposely get counted out. I, I mean, what's what's that all about? I mean, I guess you must not want the tag titles. And yeah, that's after Nia was was stumbling to. I guess it's because Nia was making fun of her for slipping, 
nearly falling down, so they decided not to over. <laughs> what's going on? Not to cover that up, leave that out there where Nia slipped. So I guess I'm just guessing here. <laughs> I and and then after the match, Byron Saxton said, "I I guess getting counted out is as good as as just as good as beating them." <laughs> no, it's not. It's not as good as you know. It's good as, as good as beating them. Beating them. I guess they want to get in the ring with a mad Nia after she's. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it. Well, I mean, it pisses me off too that you have you know Kevin Dunn or 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 Vince or or Bruce Pritchard always in the ear of the commentators telling them what to say. You know they can't ever be organic. Anyway, I don't know if y'all have anything else to add to Raw. Go for it. <laughs> Henry, while we're, as I get the charge for my iPad, uh, Andrew, what were your thoughts? Well, you pretty much went over the whole card. It's <laughs> like that the Viking Raiders are back together as a team. Maybe they'll get a push. Yeah. I wonder what they have with Mason T-Bar attacking Drew after the match. Oh, right. We didn't. Yes, we didn't cover that. Yeah. And Adnan Verk sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I had never heard of them. Apparently, he came from the baseball world. I'm a baseball fan. I've never heard of him. I think he's on ML. He was on MLB Network or something. He was something. Oh, I think he. I think he was. I think you know, now that you mentioned that, I think so. I think I do remember that name, that name on uh, on on MLB Network. Yeah, which okay. I what mean, you know, about wrestling? you know what? Get her. You you know who's a wrestling fan that's on the MLB Network? Matt Basker. Get him. Not and I'm very so, yeah, yeah. He made a lot of mistakes calling matches, not calling the right moves yeah. and everything. Get someone and, who knows. And, wrestling and keeps up with it or to call these matches. And you can tell Come that on. there's some you can tell that there's someone in the in their ear because there were times when he started to say something and then he stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Corey's broadcast he says he just turned his mic down so he can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here's a little a little fantasy booking. We're talking about Mason Tebow. <clears throat> here's the here's a new faction for you. How about how about you get Mason Tebow come out, but they get in the ring and they they unmask themselves to reveal Dominic Dajakovic and Dio Madden. Then they say they they got some friends that are going to help them out. You bring out. Alistair Black, Humberto Carrillo, and Angel Garza. This is your new faction, and it's going to be called the Forgotten Stars. <laughs> <laughs> and you well, have you Shane have, Thorne. huh? Shane Thorne, Slapjack. <laughs> oh well, I mean, we haven't seen him though since the breakup. I mean, he, I guess he could be included too. 
but you have all you have these, then you have these guys go for titles. You can have uh, Dominic and, and uh, Dio go for the the tag title, which by the way, new champs Omos and AJ weren't even on the show. Right. Uh, Omos uh, is still celebrating. <laughs> you you could have uh, uh, Umberto Carrillo go for the U.S. title, and you can, you could have Alistair Black go attack Bobby Lashley in the back and start a program for the WWE title. That's how you build new stars. You know, we've mentioned, uh, me and Freddie mentioned this uh, time and time again. If we wanted to, we could go work for WWE Creative. We have a lot of great ideas. But apparently I've heard it, it being working in WWE Creative, it's a seven-day-a-week job. And then at the last minute, Vince is just going to tear up your script anyway. So what's the, what's the point? Hmm. Yeah. If only they would take some of the stuff that actual writers throw out there seriously, you'd probably be having a better product. You know, case in point, Raw. As Johnny just went through the moments and Andrew as well, it's it's it was shit. For the Raw after WrestleMania, not much made sense. Not much of it was good. Hell, none of it was good, to be honest. Um, Viking Raiders coming back was probably the best thing on the show, and that's when... Bray was back with the Firefly Funhouse, which he did a decent job with his. But what's hurting him there is the breakup or whatever's going on between him and Alexa. I don't know. Everything's too confusing. It shouldn't be this confusing for a Raw after Mania. So that was kind of the last straw for me and Donnie. That's when we showed up and discussed about it on Tuesday. And that's when we decided to boycott this shit. So. And it's a shame we're doing it considering we have a fucking wrestling podcast. Yeah. Which the main, the main shows are WWE because AEW only has really only has one show that we, that we talked about. Yeah. We're still going to be able to talk about it because yeah. we're going to be getting uh, results elsewhere. Just because we're not watching the product doesn't mean we're not going to know what happened. Yes. Thanks to our, our friends over over at WrestleTalk, we're still going to know what happened on the shows. We don't, we'll let them watch it. Yeah. We'll let them watch it, and we'll just get our results from that. So, I, I told Johnny if there's anything mm-hmm. worth worth looking into f- from what I hear about them, there's plenty of people who post footage of it. That's away from WWE, so that way they still won't get my views. But for now, I just. I can't watch it. It's it's a little bit too over the edge for me as far as bullshit. So yeah. 
that's what I think about Raw. That's our thoughts on Raw. So they need to start doing better or else they're going to start suffering. And I really do hope they get that they get that check they get that reality check because it's just not good so now that we got our moments in there for raw if we even want to call it moments <laughs> i'm gonna move over to smackdown and since drew was really the only one that watched it i'm gonna get his thoughts on it and i'll be back <laughs> It's like the third time he left. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, well, I'm, I mean, the the one thing I did hear about, which I liked, it it, it looks like Roman's going to get a new a new challenger in in Cesaro, but I I don't know when when that match would be, or you know how long they're going to build up to it, because it seems like it seems like Cesaro's still going to feud with Seth Rollins after. After causing the DQ in the main event, which wouldn't which Cesaro had with James, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, with Michael Cole, his announced team is now Pat McAfee, uh, yes, <laughs> which he's done this before. He did it when the plane got stuck in Saudi Arabia that year when they had the NXT invasion at one Friday night. He filled in. Right. You're right. Yeah. I think it's him and somebody. I don't remember who it was down there with him. <laughs> but, uh. You're right, because Michael Cole was still in Saudi Arabia. And so was Corey. Yeah. Right. So they had to get a totally different commentary team. I think it's Mo- Moro. Moro? Maybe, yeah, maybe it was Moro and Pat McAfee. I think that's what I, it was. I have to go back and watch that. <laughs> uh, so he's not new to it. So he has done it before, and he actually knows a little little bit about the matches and keeps up with them. So yeah, because he's a better um, cause or whatever. Yeah, because he's a he's a fan. <laughs> he's a yeah, and he's actually wrestled too on a NXT pay-per-view. Two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, apparently, what I've heard is that Vince likes him, so I I, I see why they give him this opportunity. So, to start the show, Roman comes out. He's out there in the ring talking about. Actually, he has Paul talk about the uh, who Roman had to face in the main event. How the, how both guys are. Former champions, they're both made the Hall of Famers. One of them is in the Hall of Fame. The other one's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So they're two of the greatest wrestlers ever. But the head of the hay will beat them. So that, what does that make him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and then Roman asks, who's going to challenge me next? Cesaro walks out and has these walk, walking over to get a mic. Roman, Jay, and Paul leave the ring. Cesaro is just standing there without saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Then later in the show, Cesaro wants a match. Goes talks to uh, Adam and Sonya want a match with Roman. Well, Kayla goes and asks Paul about that. 
And Paul goes into this deal where he's talking about uh, while it was raining at WrestleMania. It was raining because it wasn't <laughs> rain. It was the angels crying, and it was their tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that line. <laughs> about how bad Roman was going to beat these two Hall of Fame caliber wrestlers. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the end of the night, it was Cesaro and Jay. Cesaro's got the upper hand fixing to put Jay in the swing, and that's when Seth attacks. And that's how they're showing off the air. Um, and it wasn't really that much going on last, last yeah, night. I, I, yeah, oh. I, I heard there were a lot of repeat matches. Yeah. Ray got pin on Otis in a one-on-one yeah. match. Uh, the Dirty Dogs beat the Street Profits in a one-on-one in a tag team match. One the one-on-one match. It was a <laughs> two-team team match instead of a four-team. <laughs> and then Natalia pinned Shayna. That was pretty much it. Oh, and, and, and Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sami Zayn won the rematch. Yeah, he, he called out Kevin Owens. Thinking Kevin, Kevin wasn't there. Kevin yeah. comes out and beats the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, and then they have they have a rematch. Yeah, so so looks like Cesaro's fixing to get that big push that we talked about he needs. And it looks like Natalia and Tamina aren't quite done with Shia Nana. Shia Shania or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, Apollo it, introduced Commander Aziz to everybody. Yeah, which is double KO. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah, it does sound like SmackDown was a little better than Raw, but not by much. <laughs> yeah, from what I heard, <clears throat> the only good thing coming out of SmackDown, or at least the best thing coming out of SmackDown, I'm not going to say it's the only thing. Uh, Cesaro getting that push. I mean, him him beating Seth Rollins, and then coming through here and getting in Roman's face. Yeah, I I really hope it works out. I don't know if Cesaro is gonna be the one to dethrone Roman, you know, because of Jay's little bitch ass being in there and. And yeah. So, Where's Jimmy? I, think he's I, I didn't back watch SmackDown, so I can't say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think he is supposed to be back, but even if he does come back, all the, all that means is now it's going to be three on one. On one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm still on the uh, not going to watch it for now bit. <laughs> so, we will see how that goes. Maybe if it gets better, I'll ease my way back into SmackDown. But, Rod's definitely going to have to win me over before I start watching it again. So, we will see how that goes. So, now that we've got our moments in there for SmackDown, I'm going to go over to Andrew and Johnny and get their thoughts first on NXT. <laughs> okay, well, I, I had already mentioned earlier why I didn't 
I didn't watch NXT, which I, I, I was planning on doing it for other uh, wrestling-related reasons. Uh, you know, if you would have watched it on Tuesday when it aired, you wouldn't have had that problem. I, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I know, I'm joking with you. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's one of my Taekwondo nights. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, one thing I did I did hear that I, I am happy about is that after two years being in the company, Kushida finally has a championship. Uh, he challenged uh, Escobar, Escobar for no the challenge. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that early. Uh, mm -hmm. Escobar had an open challenge for the cruiserweight title. It was answered by Kishida, and Kishida won. Which uh, I I heard they had a, a really good uh, sequence of, of submission moves during this match that ended with uh, with Kishida uh, getting the getting the win. That yeah, was a great match. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth. And he actually got it on a surprise pin. <laughs> yeah. So es Escobar was actually wasn't actually expecting it. To, looks like he wasn't expecting it to end there, but Kushida got a surprise pin. New champion. Yeah, and uh, and and also uh, Bianca and Rhea were were there and. Uh, being that they, they're both the new champions of uh, SmackDown and Raw, and they were in the ring with with Raquel, who's the, the new NXT champion, and they all uh, they all posed together. Yeah, which you know that's I guess you know, like you were saying this this the, the future. Yeah, the future of women's wrestling looks like. Yeah. At least that's what they're trying to sell right now. Have all three all three new women champions. Yeah, and it looks like Robert Strong resigned from NXT. He turned in his resignation from NXT. So yeah, uh, yeah. So he he may be headed to the main roster. Maybe. Then you had a main event, which is a mixed tag team match. <laughs> you had that way. Versus Shotzi and Ember and Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the end, Bronson Reed just crushed Austin Theory after he jumped off the top rope with his splash. The interesting part was one, at one point during the match, Dexter was trying to pin Austin and Indy Hartwell fell down behind Dexter like, acting like she was hurt and he picked her up and carried her to the back during the middle of the match so <laughs> we're just going to see where they go with that little subplot or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah did you already and hear the name they're calling them who Indy oh, and Dexter it? Oh index. no! Index. 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 <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So supposedly this is just a rumor, but what I heard, and you know, before I go into this, that was my favorite moment of NXT because 
putting in the indexer together. I think that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. the rumor from that is that they're gonna be in a relationship. Uh-huh. So I don't know how that's gonna work, seeing as she's in the way and Johnny Gargano hates Dexter Loomis and let's face it still scared of him. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, but that's the rumor as far as I hear. And speaking of names, Ty of Valkyrie debuted on on this week's NXT, except she's not Ty of Valkyrie. She's Frankie Monet, which I I, I almost said Frankie Munoz. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned before I don't like I don't like that they have to change their names. I understand they want to take, you know, they, they want to take the copyright copyrighted name, but I mean, they they spent years being under, uh, going under a different name in different companies. She's recognized as Ty Valkyrie, just like L.A. Knight was recognized as Eli Drake, just like. Uh, Drake Maverick was known as Rockstar Spud, you know, the, the, which that's not his real name either, but but he, he was known as Rockstar. <laughs> so, and just like and just like I mentioned earlier, Damien Priest was Punishment Martinez. Cameron Grimes was was, was uh, is uh, his name is Trevor Lee. So you know, they do they do that to almost everyone, and I I, I don't like it. Just, just let them have their names. Like I, I, I mentioned this yeah, off air. This is why the Miz named his daughter Monroe Sky. She already has a WWE name. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Vince already paid him rights to that name. I think that name from her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never really been a fan of the name change either, so I don't know how much I like this name change of Taya, but yeah, we'll just see where they where they go with it, but knowing how I am, I probably won't agree with it. So, sounded like a pretty decent episode of NXT as always, so... Good, good job on Triple H. I'm not even going to say WWE. Good job on Triple H for keeping a good show going <laughs> because the rest of it is mostly shit. So now that we got our moments in there for WWE, we're going to go to a little bit more sense of normality. <laughs> and I'm going to go and get Johnny's favorite moment for Dynamite this week. Okay. So, yeah, this is, okay, one of the reasons I I, I like AEW a lot better than WWE, and one of the differences is that they can have multiple storylines interacting with one another, each other at the same time. WWE, you get one storyline per segment. 
you know, maybe you might have wrestlers from different stories interact with one another, like like the New Day with with Matt Riddle, but you don't have those stories interact. And that's what we saw at the main event of Dynamite, which was for the TNT title with uh, Darby Darby Allen against Matt Hardy. Uh, this was a, a street fight or a, a false count anywhere. So uh, you had uh, Matt Hardy. His his people were there butchering the blade and, and the and, and the bunny. They were there. Darby was out there. So obviously Sting was out there, but also the Dark Order was out there because they're feuding with Matt, Matt Hardy's people as well. So at at, at one point. You know, uh, Matt Hardy's people were fighting Dark Order, and then Sting comes out. Don't forget about Sting. <laughs> Sting is out there to to defend uh, defend Darby. Then you get uh, Lance Archer comes out, and Lance Archer, which you know, he's conflicted. He doesn't know whether he wants to be with Sting or go against Sting. So he he he's in, in the melee too. For some reason, you have Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page just out out on, on the stage watching everything happen. Uh, you know, every, everyone's fighting with everyone else, and I I I enjoy it. And I I enjoyed the last. Well, this had a lot of good spots, but the last spot of the match, uh, Darby he cleared out the commentary table. Uh, you know, he he forced the the commentators to, to leave. He went behind the uh, the screen, the uh, with the AEW, got onto the scaffolding that, that was right there, did a coffin drop from the scaffolding onto Matt Hardy through the table, which I, I believe this is the first time they've actually broken the commentary table. <laughs> they, but yeah, that, that was a that was a, a a very good very good match, and it was pre-taped too. They, this episode of Dynamite was from last last Thursday, so they were able to keep everyone safe. But yeah, that's that was my my moment. All right, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what was his favorite moment of the night. Which I think I already know what it is. Probably don't. It's actually the tag team title match that happened. Oh. <laughs> Bucks versus Death Triangle. Because <laughs> I got to say, Phoenix is like the best, I think he's like the best high flyer in the business. <laughs> he does stuff that just bothers me every time he gets out there. And the only reason the Bucks won is called Nick, Nick Jackson pulls off his mask. <laughs> yeah, and that that distracted him because he he covered up his face because he, so he, he no one would see him without the mask and right. he didn't see the super kick coming. Yeah, and they got the super big party, and that's how they lost. But, but you know, in Mexico, going, in, yeah, sorry, 
in that's Mexico, a DQ. It's, a, it's a disqualification, pull off their mask. Yeah. So, Bucks better, better be glad they're in Mexico. Oh. Isn't that how Kenny beat him, too? Somebody else beat him like that earlier. Maybe. Because uh, uh, him and Phoenix and Kenny, they, you know, he, he beat Kenny beat Phoenix for the AAA title. Yeah. But yeah, that was my favorite yeah. part of the show. So. Yeah, so that's not what I thought he was going to go with. <laughs> Me neither. So, since he didn't take since he didn't take this what he normally takes, I'm going to go ahead and take it, man. You know? Andrew can't be the only one. And he isn't the only one because after a while, you really did feel this absence. I am happy that Statlander is back. Our favorite alien, everybody's favorite alien. Let's be honest. <laughs> and no and matter what grumpy yeah. old Jr. says, <laughs> and also a best friend. <laughs> no matter what grumpy old Jr. says, man, having Satlander back and her having a match here, it, it's it's like she never left. She mm-hmm. came back just as good as ever. So yeah, I'm I'm just happy to see her back and having her together with the best friends. I think is a pretty good move. And, and she didn't love her enough. And, and she's had using a... Orange Cassidy's new music. <laughs> yeah. And Jr. had a line yeah. that says, "The Andro- I've heard the Andro- Andromeda Galaxy is somewhere in the Midwest." <laughs> no, no, he said he said it's somewhere near Muskogee. <laughs> Yes, we're in the Muskogee. <laughs> that was and funny. Jared would say that because he's from Oklahoma. So, mm-hmm. well, actually, I think she's yeah. from New York. But anyway. yeah, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. We can <laughs> we can look besides the signs and just take it for what it is. So, I, I'm just glad Statlander's back. Uh, hope to see her in a pretty great position here soon. Uh, maybe with a, yeah. maybe with a title opportunity somewhere in the near future. So hell yeah, I'm ready for all that shit, and I just hope she stays yeah. safe. Yeah, and, I'll, and, and I thought it was pretty cool. She beat Amber Nova with her finisher, the Supernova. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I myself laughed at that connection, too. <laughs> yeah, but pretty good shit from her here. I'm happy to see her back, so nothing but good things that are probably going to come from her. But, yeah, good shit. Good shit on AEW. Um, it, was, it was a great show to watch after all the bullshit that we've been through this week. And... I'm about to look over the list again, but I think there is one person that you missed from the releases, Johnny. Oh, who's that? Did you mention Tucker? Tucker. Tucky. Tucky. Tucky, yes. We did mention <laughs> Yeah, we did mention yeah. that. Oh, okay, you did? I must uh 
It, it was a long list. I, I, I mentioned him. I, I mentioned him in the initial list. I don't think we talked about where, where he might end up. Uh, I'm going... Look, I know how this is going to sound. And I'm just going to go there because we didn't really discuss him much. I'm going to go with AEW because they're a little bit more relaxed on what their superstars do as long as they perform well. Because did y'all see the picture he put up on his... I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter. Oh, with the smoke of the joints and... With him smoking the joint. Yeah. yeah. He was... Yeah. Yeah. He was out there playing some golf, smoking a blunt, and <laughs> the way he titled it was Freedom. So... Yeah. Hell yeah. He's out there living his best life right now, even though he's been released. So... If someone doesn't look too much into that picture and just puts his trust in him... I could see Tucker definitely being a force to be reckoned with. Someone. I mean, that's that's Riddle's whole character. Somebody's right definitely going to pick him up right. as well. Yeah. Except I, I don't think Riddle would play golf. But hey, what do I know? Yeah. For all we know, he does play golf. So what was your AEW moment? Uh, St- Statlander, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's just said that. I forgot. See, I'm thinking that's Andrew's. This should have been Andrew's moment. That's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That should have been. All right. Moment, but it wasn't. Well, Again. Before, before we head out, I, I want to get your thoughts on Jericho's appearance on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. Because I, I thought it was. It was it, it was a, uh, you know, really good. He he told a lot of good stories that that you didn't know from the past. Uh, the one story that I thought was interesting was back when they had the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, their their first Saudi show. If you remember, uh, they had advertised the casket match between the Undertaker and Chris Jericho, and then like maybe the week leading up to it, they changed it to oh now it's the Undertaker versus Rusev, and and Jericho's just going to be in the greatest Royal Rumble. Well, what happened with that was that was the same year that Jericho fought Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom earlier that year, and Jericho had actually Vince gave Jericho permission to go wrestle in Japan, but just for that one match. The night after Wrestle Kingdom at their the New Year's uh, Dash uh, show. Uh, he started a program with Tessio Naito over the uh, oh, over the Intercontinental title. So, you know, obviously New Japan was going to want him back to to have this match, which he which he he did have win the title for a while. Uh, so Vince didn't when Vince found out about this, he didn't like it. So, I guess this was Jericho's way. Of Punishing him was to take him out of the casket match, which the excuse they gave him was that was that oh that 
the uh, crown prince uh, changed his mind. You know, no, he didn't because I know the crown prince Ben Ben Salman. He is, is a fan of '90s WWF, so he wanted to see the Undertaker versus Jericho. This is the same guy who wanted them to get Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior to wrestle, even though they're they're dead. So yeah, so that was uh, that was the one story that really, I, I, you know, piqued my interest. All right, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Andrew, what was your favorite moment from that Broken Skull session? I haven't got to watch it yet. What? <laughs> oh damn! Okay. I've been too busy I, watching that show. Possible because. I've been watching the shows with y'all boycotted, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Y'all watched it. Watch that instead of the boycotted shows. <laughs> okay, Freddie, what do you think? <laughs> Moving on. All right, so we're we're gonna get that. We're gonna get Andrew's one from that broken skull session as soon as he gets a chance to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite moment was just Stone Cold and Jericho taking shots and. Just reminiscing about all the moments they had in the past, you know? Yeah. Just to my interesting part out of all of these is just hearing the road the road stories. Everything they lived through together and everything they experienced with the boys in the back, you know, in the back in the nineties and two thousands when when things were a little bit more relaxed as far as what they were able to do, you know, not so much in the spotlight uh, back when things like the internet weren't taken that seriously. So every story did not leak. So just all the stories of fun they had without, without being judged by what they were doing. Yeah. Those are always my favorite stories. It was an interesting watch. I yeah, and, I and might you, have expected something a little different, maybe mm -hmm. some yeah. tea to be spilled, but it was still a great episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, you did you did hear them draw, drop drop a the AEW name a lot in the podcast, and Jericho did get to mention yeah, like the young bucks and Kenny and and. Uh, and even you know guys like like o Okada and Orange Cassidy, he did get to name drop a few guys in there. Yeah, those name drops were awesome. It, it it was it was a really good episode for what it was. Like I said, I might have just expected a little too much from it because the initial shock of hearing that Jericho was going to be in the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold. Yeah, everybody always jumps to the, oh, maybe something is going to be said. And yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit that I thought something was going to be said. Yeah, That's I did too. It's, it, went, so. it's kind, of, kind of like when when the, they go on the wrestlers go on the Jericho podcast. They, they, you know, yeah. they get to talk about everything. But I think because yeah. it because it is WWE, they they probably you know gave them 
a format to follow, you know, as far as what to talk about, what not to talk about. But after this broadcast call yeah. session, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see them doing others with other wrestlers outside WWE. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. So we're just going to have to wait and see and wait for that time to come. And as soon as they're able to talk everything they can talk themselves into, it, it's going to be an interesting listen. So hell, yeah. for what it was, it was pretty great to see them both in the same room. But now that we got our moments in there and that we raged about what we wanted to read about, mostly me, not going to lie, some Johnny as well. <laughs> Oddly enough, Andrew was the calm one of the bunch, which I didn't <laughs> expect. I expected something from him, but it is what it is. So not, for now... My job to take the shots. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take that for this week. We'll let you slide with it. So... Now that we've gone through all of our moments there, it's time to stump the brain. Okay. Who has the longest reign as IWGP heavyweight champion? Bonus points if you know the number of days. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell you the number of days. But I do believe my answer is going to be the same as it was Kawitha, which is Antonio Inoki. No. No, no, I'm going to screw this up. Okay. (laughs) Kazuchika? Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada. (laughs) Yeah, him. I, I, well, Okay, I, I actually I didn't know he had the title that long. I I, I know I know Anoki did have the, the title, you know, for a long long period of time back in the, in the day. But yeah, okay, okay, you know, and Okada is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And if you get a chance, go out yes, and, and well, not just you, but whoever's watching this. Go out and watch his matches. He's he's actually wrestled for over an uh, matches for over an hour. Uh, yeah, so he puts on really good matches with. Uh, he, he's had some with Will Ospreay and Jericho and uh, you know Tessie and Naito, Omega. Omega. Yes, there's there's a lot of them out there. So go check him out. But yeah, that 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 was a good question. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely go check him out. And a little bit of advice for Andrew. Uh maybe next time go to YouTube and look up a matchup. Said wrestler, you can't say <laughs> their name. <laughs> yeah, just just you know, I, I had to get that little shot in there. <laughs> I had to get so, that little shot in there, seeing as everything that happened earlier. Yeah. 
well, that that was it for this week, folks. It was a bit of a raging week. Um, I, I really do hope it gets better because I want to be able to go back to our normal and to be able to watch Raw and SmackDown without having to sleep our way through it or yell our way through it, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. So I really hope that does happen because it's it's it breaks. It really does hurt me to say I'm not going to watch it because... I really do want to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard. Around. Yeah, it's it's hard not to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the only thing that got me through this Friday, as far as not watching SmackDown, was there was a Fallen in Reverse online show that they did. So, listening to music, watching. Page during the pre-show hyping up Ronnie and his band. Hell yeah, that's what helped me get through this Friday. So this week without being able to watch Ron SmackDown, it, it's going to be a test. But again, we're going to listen to what happens. And if it starts getting better, we'll give it a chance. But WWE needs to get back on it because if not, there, there will be hell to pay, and people will start tuning out. I know yeah. people that already started doing it away from us, so get on it, WWE. So I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend. Hope you're able to look forward to this week of wrestling with whatever they got going on or whatever they plan to do. Uh, if you have any questions... Comments for Wrestling Has Lost Its Way on Facebook or Wrestling Has Lost Its Way at Yahoo.com. And we'll look forward to talking to you next weekend about everything that happens. So until then, have a good weekend and stay safe out there. See you next week. Check you later. <laughs>